Hey, how you doing? My name is Luke Such. I'm Scott Meinema. And this is the Headwaters Church Podcast. Today we are recapping a parenting workshop, talking with Troy Schrock. Things we learned, things uh, we maybe didn't touch on we want to remind, and uh, touching base on resources again. Yeah, Troy, welcome. You're like our first guest Ooh. we've had. The first one? First one. Oh, I thought this thing was well down the path. <laughs> no, no, no. You are you, greatly misinformed. You should, you should get something for this, like a coffee mug yeah. or something, you know, to just, yeah. this is great. We're glad yeah, you're here. I like here. that you, you all are sporting those uh, Headwaters Church podcast coffee mugs there. It gets us in the mood. You've got to be official. Exactly. Great. Uh, we're talking uh, parenting workshop. Today yeah. is, we, we never really know when things are going to be released, but today is April 6th. Which means, what was it just last weekend? Two weekends ago. Two weekends ago. Two weekends ago, we had a parenting workshop here, and uh, Troy really led the charge on that on most fronts. And so we wanted to kind of talk through what happened in case you missed it or remind you if you were here what we talked about, what went on, and then um, maybe tease out a couple things maybe we didn't touch on as much or... Uh, that we think are, are still worthy of our time. And obviously, even even in our 20, 30 minutes here, there's no way we're going to be able to cover all of that. But uh, worth just thinking about. If, if, if parenting is worth doing, and we have to believe that it is, biblically and just societally even, uh, then it's worth doing well. And how to do that is a giant question. So, Troy, recap, big picture, what, what happened with parenting uh, workshop and uh, any, any big picture takeaways you want to throw at us? Oh, wow. Well, first thing I want to say is it was a team. You know, Jennifer and I uh, had a chance to work with a great group of people pulling this all together. Uh, So we were not alone. Sure. And, you know, it was exciting to be with. We had 70 people from our church, parents, uh, probably five or six single parents. The rest were couples. There was encouraging to see them wanting to work on their parenting skills mm-hmm. and uh, across different age spectrums. So that was encouraging. I was uh, pleased with uh, the, the time we had and knowing that this is maybe going to be a, uh, we have a chance to do an ongoing regular sort of uh, parenting workshop maybe every couple of years. Right. I think that would be really good. Sounds like Headwaters did one way back, uh, but it had did to we? be... That's what John said. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I missed it had to that be before somehow. we were here. It was a while 2011. ago. Okay. So it's been a while. So I think it'd be good. You know, we have so many young You were young still families. being parented. I, I was yeah. being parented. 2011. No, I was out of the house by then. I was oh, gone. Okay. Well, I'm still, I'm still being parented. Let's call that what it is. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the parents say. Like, how do I deal with my adult children? <laughs> that's right. Well, we, we didn't have time to cover that in the session. Ah, fair enough. But... Uh, it was mostly uh, younger, younger ages. So, you know, real quick recap, we had the chance to just walk through. We looked at uh, uh, prayer, precepts, and practice, uh, three big pieces. Luke, do you know that you, you were the one that yeah. had, it has that? Yeah, so it, that, that, the, that framework of what should be your priority as a parent came from a letter from a, a Scottish minister named William Still. I, I've never found the original letter. I've only heard it referenced by Ligon Duncan. So I'm taking his word for it that this is accurate. I can't find the original. Um, and he was basically asked, you know, can you look after my kid when I send him off to university? And he said, you know, 
in in nicer words, it's too late to change anything at this point. And, that, and, and that's a little bit reductionistic, but it, he basically said, if you want to train your child to be able to their faith survive in university, what you need to do is pray for them teach them God's word and model for them your Christian life. So we reduced that to prayer, precepts, and practice or, or example, and kind of took those as our big framework mm-hmm. for like big picture parenting. You, you know, there's all kinds of like detailed questions. How right. do you discipline? What does bedtime look like? How should I, should I force them to eat their dinner or not? But at a bigger picture faith level, what, what would we want to focus on? And those were our three things that we kind of put a skeleton on and hung the, the workshop around that. Yeah, and so in prayer, we we tried to focus on uh, a few things, but I'll just touch on a couple of things. One is it's important to know your objectives for raising your kids. So this touches into, uh, as, as John Such talked about, precepts, uh, big thing, priority is the objective, uh, teaching uh, your children, getting, getting in them a heart full of wisdom. Mm. So how do you get a heart full of wisdom into your child? Took us through Proverbs and spent a lot of time in Proverbs. That was really rich. Uh, also, so if you're going to pray well, you need to know the your objectives, what your outcome, the outcome that you want for your child, and then second, to understand that it's a heart issue more than anything else. Right. And I think it's natural that we pray for uh, those typical things, like safety and protection, and that you want your child to do well, and there are times when they're in class and they're struggling or in a group and you just want them to have a good set of friends that, that for the sake of, of their benefit and well-being. And I think those are natural and normal things to pray for, but making sure we also pray for the hard things, the prayers of Paul out of the Scripture. So we yeah. touched on that and that our prayers reveal what's really important to us. Mm-hmm. And as Paul prayed, uh, just for the spiritual understanding, wisdom and insight, uh, revelation of the Word, just that people would grow, and uh, Peter, grow in grace and godliness, and Jesus Christ. We touched on those things in prayer. Uh, that was Jennifer and I did prayer, and then uh, Steve Dassault did practice, Steve and Barb, and uh, so they they touched on a good number of things out of a uh, resource we'll mention later, Growing Kids God's Way, and they that was the area, you know. If, the, if there's an area that you have to limit in a time constraint, it's definitely in the in the practice because it can go so many different directions. And that that practices your own holiness, your 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 walk with the Lord as a parent that you're modeling for your children, right? It was more like practices that you're doing, uh, in different ways of handling, okay, uh, working with your kids, okay. And there's some of that they touched. One of the points was example, uh, and, and we just expanded that later. I had a slide. Uh, from an interview I heard years ago with Clarence Thomas on that whole idea of you know practice and example, and Clarence Thomas was uh, was raised by his grandpa and grandma uh, from a young age. And he and his younger brother, and they called his grandpa Daddy, and uh, he said Dad Daddy was Daddy was tough. He was a disciplinarian. He was a hard worker, and he expected uh, Clarence Thomas and his brother to to work from a very young age. And Clarence Thomas commented that. The great thing about Daddy was he he would never ask you or expect you to do something that he wouldn't expect or ask of himself, mm-hmm. and and then he just rolls this out: if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a example is worth a thousand lectures. So I use that 
quote on a slide at different points when we were doing the breakouts, just as background to have in front of people, because it really does all come back to the example the parent the parent set, and you have to be willing. My goodness, like parenting is inconvenient. <laughs> you know, we I, we had a, a granddaughter born just a couple of days ago. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. And you, you uh, did very little of the, it, the work involved. It's always here. odd. Like, what do you say when people say your congratulations? And like, oh yeah, well, uh, I'm happy for them, you know, and uh, we're excited for that little girl. So we were having a conversation with my son, and he was just talking about uh, just how his day had gotten disrupted. Something he was planning to do, he shifted around because we went to see the baby girl. And I said, yeah, well, this is just the beginning. That little girl, like every life around her, is now going to be completely disrupted. It's just the beginning of disruptions that this little mm-hmm. girl is going to cause on all those that are near and dear to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what it is when children come into the world. And as a parent, you have to understand that it is inconvenient, that your life is going to be disrupted, and you have to be willing to accept the disruptions and the inconveniences. So that was one of the things we did cover in the breakouts a little further is what that looks like, you know, Sunday morning, you're on your way to church and it's not going well. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to be late uh, because you're going to have to deal with a a discipline issue that you need to deal with in the moment. Uh, It's going to be there when, uh, as, as dad, you know, or uh, could be a mom too, you know, you're, you're wanting to be involved in something. Uh, I think of like for men, a sports event or women, maybe there's some group they were wanting to be involved in. They're excited about some event that's coming up, and it just there's an issue that needs to be taken care of with a young child. And uh, you're not going to get to just sit and enjoy that situation without having to deal with um, some training. So I know... <clears throat> Scott's still Man. waking up here this yeah. morning. Haven't, <laughs> Full haven't, of fast on I haven't, haven't had my second cup of coffee yet. <laughs> so what were... It sounds like there was, you mentioned earlier, there were some things in the, in the parenting conference you didn't get to that you kind of yeah. wish you would have. Maybe we can kind of transition to that and just talk a little bit about what were some of the things that you thought, oh man, I really wish we would have uh, gotten to that had we had more time. Well, I think if you have more time, the, the natural thing when we went to breakouts, the breakouts ended up becoming kind of our catch-all Q&A because uh, you just have these limited segments of teaching, and but you're kind of moving through them. And so you get some good general questions, but I think you could always do breakouts and Q&A more specific. So we could have conversations about, I know there are parents that were questions like, I've, I've, like in that one to five years old, you know, my child is, you know, five to 12, what should I be focused on? My, my, my child's yeah. a teenager, you know, mm-hmm. what should I be focused on that 12 to 18 age? And there's different different priorities as a parent in those different ages and stages. Now, we touched on a couple elements, but there's so much more that, that you could say in terms of the, in those younger years, being able to focus on uh, obedience. Uh, obedience, that, that training is so important, and that sets up for the next stage of the interaction. And then, and um, that they ac- actually are learning to interact with the world around them and really understanding and seeing uh, their faith grow as a, as a young person heading into their teenage years. In their teen, teen years, it's about helping them really grow in their faith mm-hmm. uh, or come to a, an adult understanding of where they're at with Christ. 
or not, and then help nurture them, disciple them that way. And it's really becomes much more relational. Uh, Scott, as I'm sure you've experienced uh, with kids through those spectrums and that relational part, it just, it looks different. So we'd be able to peel that back a little more. I think we'd also be able to address uh, one of the things we just weren't able to get into. We had five or six, as I mentioned, single parents there. They were all female uh, this particular time. It could be a widowed situation, could be a divorce situation, could be a single person who is adopted. I think we had all of those represented. Uh, there's a lot on single parenting that we could have gotten into. Mm. You know, but it's definitely been a conversation that Jennifer and I have had since since that time. Just the heart for that that takes courage for a single mm-hmm. parent to come to a parenting workshop when you know the bulk of it's going to be couples. Yeah. So a couple of questions. When just on this, you know, what do I focus on at from zero to five and from six to ten? What I think what I heard you say is, you know, in the early ages, we really want to focus on obedience. Um, I don't know that you said this, but authority. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between parenting behavior, especially in the early ages? And then what it looks like to begin to focus on what's behind the behavior and parenting the heart. Um, I think I think for a lot of us as parents or grandparents, it's so easy to mm-hmm. just focus on behavior, 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 behavior. And behavior is important, right? The, the scriptures command behavior, so I'm not minimizing behavior. But at some point, if all we do is focus on behavior, and we don't get to the heart, then we're just going to be raising little Pharisees, right? So can you talk a little bit about just what it looks like to begin to, um, without minimizing behavior, begin to parent the heart? Little little Pharisee sounds like a, a random indie band that I haven't heard of yet. Like somebody's somebody's got some like they've got a saxophone in that band or something. I don't know for some reason. Sorry, not to derail this in any way, shape, or form. Luke saw a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Scott, that's so critical, right? And then, as I mentioned, uh, with prayer, uh, we try to help them focus on first off as you shape your prayers a few shaping influences, and the first one is understand your priorities. Second one is the heart. It's all about the heart, to, to your point. Uh, we were blessed early on. Jennifer and I were given uh, by one of my brothers and his wife uh, shepherding a child's heart by Ted Tripp. And uh, when our, we probably were just starting down the parenting path. And that, that became a particularly valuable resource for us as we headed down that path. And it really is about the heart. And that was so helpful in guiding us early on and through, through all the years then of our parenting, is trying to understand the heart underneath the behavior. And that even in your training, whether you're doing corrective discipline, is you're doing the corrective discipline for the purpose of them yielding at the heart level, is getting to a yieldedness of spirit, uh, not just ha- having them see them do the correct action the next time or to go recorrect an action, but to actually get to yieldedness of spirit as you're working with that child. And in Shepherding a Child's Heart, there was a diagram uh, talked about uh, your relationship, your child's relationship to God, horizontal, and then a couple of vertical, your child's relationship with him or herself, 
and your child's relationship with others. And we would use that little framework to do periodic assessments of our children to talk about where we thought they were relative to God and to themselves and others. So with this perspective of the heart, like where, where do we think their heart is and how do we, how do we instruct to get to the heart and use, using God's Word to talk about the importance of the heart? You know, obviously you talk about the heart and you, the, the, all the different passages out of, out of the heart, you know, spring all these motives, uh, desires that are sinful. Uh, and, and Christ uh, in us, he will change that. Out of us will flow, out of our heart will flow wells, you know, living water flow out of our heart. And uh, that, that's a transformation that Jesus Christ does. And you want to see that for your child. You want them to be able to experience that. So from a young and early age, teaching them the gospel, teaching them us as parents, our need, that we have this same condition in our hearts that they have in their hearts. And that we need the grace of God, and that we recognize that uh, our behavior isn't the only thing. We can mask mm. a lot of things with just focus on behavior. Mm. That's good. So I, one of my, I've, I've teased this many times, someday I will finish a, a rites of passage program that I began working on with a friend of mine when I was a youth pastor almost a decade ago at this point. But one of the, the major points of emphasis in that, that you just touched on that is my for me my favorite piece of tangible parenting advice um is to regularly confess to your children when you were wrong mm -hmm. uh because it it models for them the one the acknowledgement of your own sin but also the need for reconciliation and so like you, you're displaying the gospel little by little over and over and over for them as you come to them and say i i responded to you out of anger and what what you did was wrong, but what I did was wrong too. And I'm asking you for forgiveness. And and to watch, you know, the the turn in a seven year old, right? I've got a, my oldest. I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm the odd man out at this table when I sit and talk about parenting because I, I my kids are seven and under. You guys both have grandkids now, so uh, it, how's it feel to be really old? That's yeah. really what I want. Um, no, but really old. It does, yeah, fair enough. It it's it's just a. Uh, as, and again, so many things that, of what you mentioned, if depending on what target you're aiming at, it's going to change how you approach parenting, right? Because if you go through all of the right, bulldozer parenting or gentle parenting, is that the, the phase now or free range parenting? Like, what are you trying to develop in your children? And if the answer is success based on worldly standards, then there's going to be a different way that you go about that. But if the answer is to train them up in the training and admonition of the Lord out of Ephesians 5, well... What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Well, to, to accomplish that, I've got I've got their heart as my target, right? That now I have a different goal, and and to get at that is a much deeper, much more spiritually sensitive uh, task. Harder, it's so much more difficult, yeah. uh, but eternally rewarding. Yeah, you know, I think we can make a a note. This is this would be a great. Another podcast, <laughs> just this, this just this idea of getting to the heart. Mm. Uh, I am absolutely convinced that as par as Christian parents, we are focused on behavior, and we 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 talk. We sometimes we think about the heart. We talk about the heart, but then on Tuesday afternoon, when all everything breaks loose, yeah. right? 
I'm worked I'm worked up about behavior. I'm parenting my behavior. And all of a sudden, a month has passed, and a year has passed, and a decade has passed, and all I've done is really parent behavior. So what, you know, what is, when the Bible speaks about the heart, yeah. what does it have in view? And and I think this, again, I want to bootleg the podcast on this, but I think it would be helpful to really begin to break down what do we mean when we talk about parenting the heart? Because I would I would suggest, and I'm certainly open to some arm wrestling on this, but I would suggest that parenting behavior is easy. Parenting behavior takes relative, Comparative, speak, comparatively speaking, yes. very little time. It is hard work to parent the heart. It is hard work to come alongside a child and help them to begin to understand why they responded the way they responded. What was what was going on at the level of the mind and the emotions mm. and the will? Yeah, uh, Scott, I agree. You, I'd encourage you all to come back and and spend time on that. I, I think of the, you know, the tyranny of the urgent, right? The tyranny of the urgent, and that you could go to Stephen Covey's quadrant of urgent versus important. Yeah, but that's where it goes back to that parenting is inconvenient, and in in those inconveniences that they're coming at times when it is inconvenient. And so I think there can be a natural go-to to address the behavior in the moment. It's much, it takes much more time and thought to get to the heart, just from experience. Yeah, You have to really be consciously thinking and you have to be willing to take the time to get to the heart. I think it's, I don't know, easy to get to the behavior, as you say. It's maybe not as easy as you make it kind of roll off there, but I think it's it's definitely quicker to get to the behavior than to get to the heart. My experience is, is it just takes more time. You need to be willing. I go to that that Deuteronomy passage. Uh, is that Deuteronomy six? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're we're training them when you're sitting, lying down, when you're walking by them in in the way. That is, it, it's inconvenient. It is all of your life is absorbed in the training aspect. And so I think getting to the heart just takes more time than people usually have. And the tyranny, the urgent, we just deal with the behavior and move on. I'll get back to the heart. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Like you said, in 20 years goes by. So it, it one, I want to hear you say that. It, it demands a selflessness. Mm. Because goodness, yes. the, the when you talk about that, right, when, when you're sitting, when you're walking, when you go by the way, there, there is not one moment of my time that someone else does not rightfully have a claim to. So I, I have now, as a father of four kids and a husband of a wife, I have five other people who have a rightful claim to every minute of my existence. Yeah. So that automatically demands a selflessness that is foreign to me. So I've got, you know, it's an uphill battle just on that front, but also to the, to the duration and the, the longevity of it, you know, the urgency the the meltdown in the aisle of the grocery store is right now. Like, let's yeah. deal with that right now. But we foolishly put off the eternal consequences of, of a wayward heart. And we think about, there's an old stoic practice of, uh, marking out the, I think that they used to do the average number of weeks that a person has. And then they would, they would literally check off the number of weeks as their life goes by. So you have a visual representation of how much of your life you've used. Yeah. And, and it's a peculiar thing. Like we, we typically don't try to think of death, but when, I mean, if I did that with my life and then I put my kids and my wives' lives next to it and I'm marking off all of them, I think, did I do anything to 
push my child? Or, or, or maybe that's the wrong theologically way to think about it. Did I remove any barriers from my child's spiritual path to the throne of God? And mm-hmm. have as many of those as I can take out of the way and create just express lanes, carpool, you know, uh, fast track for them to get to the heart issue. I, it's going to be worth your time, even though it feels like it's such a long process. It's it's what we're called to. It's a, a more important, a better target, a more lasting one, and uh, tricky to do. Well, tricky to do, especially, you know, we t- you mentioned, Troy, that parenting is... Uh, it, it is inconvenient, and it definitely is on one hand, and on the other, it's very redemptive. Mm. But what I've discovered in our own parenting and then just coming alongside others is that you're going to really struggle with helping your child get to the heart of their behavior, one, if you don't understand what that looks like, but more, even more precisely, if you're not getting to the heart of your own issues. And there's nothing like parenting other than maybe marriage Mm. that helps us to see... Two great refiners right there. Sanctification tool. Well, I think it's marriage is probably God's main sanctification tool for those who are married, and parenting is is a number two. But there's nothing that helps me to see my own selfishness and self-centeredness and living for my own kingdom and glory and praise than marriage and parenting. I just And so as I began to see my own heart issues and wrestle with them and deal with them, it's going to be a whole lot easier for me to come alongside someone else. I think Jesus said it this way in Matthew 7, right? Get the log out of your own eye, and then yeah. you're going to see clearly to help someone else. I think that that that's a, we can that's lay a passage that on parenting. <laughs> that is a that's a passage on relationships, well, that's right? True, and yeah. uh, marriage and then parenting are, are, are close one and two in that. Hmm. I like it. I think that's good. Okay, and uh, as we wrap up here, resources. Where, where if somebody's interested, like I, I want to focus on the right target. I want to uh, adopt this long range, this this eternal picture of parenting. That's the the doorway that I want to step through as a parent. What types of resources would you guys suggest that would lead them in that direction? Well, you know, we put a resource list together for the workshop, and, yep. and maybe we can go back and, you know, find a way to list that out connected. To yeah, I, I think we can probably throw that in the description on this podcast. We'll get podcast, some we of those books in Put there. some of those in there. Uh, I mentioned Shepherding a Child's Heart, which was instrumental for us, uh, Ted Tripp. That's a good one. Uh, engaging the hearts of your children throughout the entire parenting process. Uh, also, a number of the, the people involved, Stephen Barb Dussault, uh, Andy and Randy Opliger mm-hmm. were with us, Ken and Joanne Taylor, Eric and Jen Potter, John and Amy Such. So a number of them were familiar with uh, Gary and Marianne, uh, Anne-Marie Ezzo's book, Growing Kids God's Way. I'm not as familiar with that book. Uh, that's a book that's there that's a resource for parents. Uh, Ginger Plowman, Don't Make Me Count to Three, Daily Applications to Raising Children from a Biblical Perspective. Uh, teach Them Diligently, Lou Perillo, uh, provides blueprints for raising children who think biblically. Uh, biblically. Uh, Shaping of a Christian Family by Elizabeth Elliot. It's hard to have anything by Elizabeth Elliot that you wouldn't consider good and valuable uh, material. And there's some others we can, we can list there, but that's, those are the, uh, some of the key resources 
that some of us who are involved in the workshop have utilized or found helpful. Sure. And and there's going to be varying degree. I mean, some of that's going to be lockstep. I think everything they suggest is great. Sometimes I'm going to go, yeah, I don't know that I would be on board with that one um, or this approach, or might, they might no. miss something here or there. Well, but, if, we, if we had had the chance, you yeah. know, I, I kind of wanted to do like, here's what's good about this resource and here's mm. what's to watch about this resource. Yeah, sure. All of them have, all of them have that, like you say, Luke, we just didn't have time to unpeel sure. that yeah, little, yeah. but it's a good sort of caveat, if you will, yep. that no resource, you still got to keep the word of God always fully in front of you. Yes. Always. Yep. I, I mean, I would add to that, Awana. <laughs> I mean, when you talk about training your kids in the, in the word of the Lord, all right, we've got a great program for that here. This is literally yes. a parenting resource. Yeah, absolutely. It brings absolutely. a lot of theological conversations. And it's weekly. Every week. Boom, boom, yeah, boom. yeah, yeah. Scott, you got a couple others? Yeah, well, Troy mentioned uh, shepherding a child's heart, and I just comment on that. Going back to an earlier, I wish we would have gotten to this in the conference comment, one of the things that he does in that book is, um, after creating kind of the big picture of what it looks like, you know, get after the heart, is he actually breaks down by age what are the things you want to focus mm-hmm. on. It gets, yeah. um, it's really helpful. So I would just I would just echo what Troy so said. It I, does the big picture. You're aiming at the heart, but it also gets to a granular level. Here's how this looks with this yeah. age those, group. Those stages, yeah. So gauging children's hearts throughout the entire parenting process. Mm, good, yeah. good, okay. Uh, I would, uh, a book that's kind of the sequel to that would be Age of Opportunity by Ted's brother, Paul, which deals with really teenagers and parenting teenagers. And so he kind of picks up on shepherding a child's heart and then just builds off that. And, and you know, it's just, it's just really helpful. Yeah. And now Paul David Tripp has a new book, right? Four, 14 Principles for Gospel Parenting, is that? Yeah, really good. Yeah, anything that anything that he writes is usually gold, yeah. and it's just just solid. Um, I would, um, you know, you mentioned Lee, Lou Priolo. Lou Priolo also has a book on anger, and so, you know, if I have a child that's just dealing with anger, or a parent that's dealing with anger, it is a really good resource, really practical, some really good you know, one, two, three, ABC, give me a list, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really helpful there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had the, the New City Catechism on there as well. It's yeah, a little excellent. a little more formalized approach, mm-hmm. but if you want to think about, like, raising your kids to, to know Christian doctrine, like, they aren't going to accidentally come across doctrine. Uh, and if they do, it's probably not going to be the type of doctrine you want, right? Like, to, to be able to train up your child to know the person of God at a doctrinal level is going to take intentionality. There's, right. there's just no—and as as well as I think we do that here at Headwaters Church, that can't just be a Sunday-Wednesday thing. Like you have to actually seek that out in your home and train your children to, to see the hand of God and see and understand who He is and who He's revealed Himself to be. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's another helpful one. Anything, anything else? Well, I think that just that point— Luke, if you go back to the Genesis, the parenting workshop is, yep. you know, having having been benef- uh, blessed with good resources, the benefit of good resources early on as a parent, and then the whole thinking of being intentional, and I, back kind of looping back to the, encouraged by the number of families in our church, yeah, that desire to be intentional, sure, in their parenting because that's what it takes. Yeah, it, it's it is a blessing. It it it's. I use the word inconvenient a lot. It, you're gonna, your life is inconvenienced. I love Scott's take on that, redemptive. It's, it's 
redemptive uh, within that. And God is always working on us as he's, as he's, you know, through these different stages. And parenting has that quality. I, I like to say, you know, life with kids is rich. Mm. It is rich. It's inconvenient. It's tough. It's hard. But it's rich. Yeah, there's there's never going to be a uh, a perfect time to bring a child. You know, there's always something that you're like, oh, I don't know, we don't have enough money saved, or we aren't in the right life stage. You, at some point, as a, as a couple, you you grab each other's hand and jump into the abyss and go, I don't know what's waiting for us, but let's do this. I I, I remember saying this. I've said this a number of times that uh, we were so not ready, right, <laughs> to be parents. And I feel like, okay, I'm 61 now. I think I'm ready to I might parent. Be ready. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, it's that ship has sailed. Well, and and this brings, I mean, we'll wrap up on this in terms of resources. Find another godly couple yeah. who's further down the road than you are, and ask them if, hey, can we just ask you some questions? Can we invite you over for dinner and you help us think through this? Because to your point, you have a, one a wealth of experience on it, but two, you've gotten to look back on what you dropped the ball on and think through and go, hey. Um, if I could help you not avoid the mistake that I made, here's here's one. And there's again, no guarantees. Everybody's going to have blind spots, but I think another godly older couple to help you get through that. Yeah, I, huge advantage. I, godly older couples or mentors, even if it could be a, you know a single, sure, uh, and other other parents that are your peers that are, have the same intentionality. Like from a praying standpoint, that was helpful yeah. to Jennifer. There was another couple in our church years ago in Michigan, and we would get together and pray for our young kids, and specifically for that purpose, to mm-hmm. pray pray for them, pray for us as parents. Uh, that was helpful. And I think, you know, going back, if I could just loop in just the, for those single parents, uh, you know, that is one thing that, you know, we can try and help them or encourage them, you know, find really good uh, mentors that you can have in your life that can come alongside you and are willing to help hold you up, lift you up as you engage in this in this parenting effort on your own. You don't have to be on your own. They're good, godly people. Let's get them connected. Yeah, that you know, and that's a good way to I think tie this up is just the importance of the local church. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, this kind of goes back to you know why why be in a local church, why join a local church. It's the context for change. In the same way, the scriptures are the content for for change or for parenting. The local church is the context for change, the context for parenting, the context for how to do marriage. And uh, in other words, we we need one another, and that's that can't be emphasized enough how important being part of a, the body of Christ is as we talk about parenting. All right. We'll close out with the words from Deuteronomy 6. Teach them diligently. That is the commands of the Lord. Teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Mm -hmm. Go raise your children in the Lord to his glory. It's a great and glorious and difficult thing. I hope you uh, are encouraged in that and uh, we'll maybe keep teasing out some of these things as we keep going. Thanks, guys. You're welcome.